the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Stom and Envy podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Stom and Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. It's game day at Merida Hines Field. Maybe the last time I ever get to say that. Some sadness, but also some excitement since Love's Field is going to be the crown jewel in all of softball. And it's fun to drive by the side. Got to do that Sunday before the OU Cal game to see how it's coming along. It's uh, it's exciting to see how the new park and is coming along and all the new memories that are going to go up there. But uh, here we go. It's, it's Super Regional Weekend. And college softball and your number one Sooners have an intriguing test this weekend. It's Valerie Cagle and Clemson rolling into town. And, you know, that's the player that we all know from Clemson, right? In fact, if I were to ask most OU softball fans or just most OU fans in general, hey, tell me something about Clemson, pretty much everyone would say, well, they got Valerie Cagle who's really good. I said, that's the, that's the first thing that you know of. Valerie Cagle. She can hit. She can pitch. She can do all of that. ACC Player of the Year, top three finalists for Player of the Year. Again, she can hit, but she's also the ace in the circle. And you know what? The least surprising thing out of this Super Regional weekend is that we know that we're going to see her on Friday. We'll see her on Friday. We'll see her again on Saturday in the circle. And if there's a game on Sunday, guess what? We'll see her starting in the circle there too. The surprise factor isn't really there with Clemson this weekend. But if you think about it, like with OU, it it, kind of is. I mean, it really is. You know, who's going to get the start in the circle on Friday? Well, as of Friday morning, that's that's kind of anyone's guess. You know, there's three legitimate options. We all know that by now. It could be any of the three. You know, maybe most of us think it's going to be Jordy, and it might be Jordy Ball in the circle on Friday. That's probably who I would guess. But Nicole May did start the opening game in the regional last weekend. So I guess anything and everything is is on the table. And... You know, anything and everything is an advantage at this point of the year, including the unknown. You know, OU has that working in its favor. Is it going to be Jordy on Friday? Is it going to be Starocko? Is it going to be Nicole May? We won't find out until game time, and neither will the Clemson Tigers. You know, so Clemson can't just, you know, solely focus on one particular pitcher that they expect to face. They really got to expect four with the way that Kirsten Deal has been pitching down the stretch. OU... You know, I don't know if watching a whole lot of film on Valerie Cagle helps, but you know exactly what you're going to get from Clemson going into this weekend. But, hey, so many storylines. You know, in fact, I don't remember another weekend with this many storylines going into it. You know, you got the the last games at Marita Hines Field. Obviously, you can tie or even break the D1 softball winning streak, the opportunity to get to another Women's College World Series. That's just three. I'm probably missing a couple of more. But there's plenty of intriguing factors outside of the game itself with this one. But you know what? As much as I may talk about that, as much as we may talk about that, I don't think this team cares. I don't think this team cares one bit. I don't, I don't think it cares at all about the winning streak or taking another step towards a third consecutive national championship. None of that. And I don't know if it's all that normal in collegiate sports with the way that everyone's pl- plugged into social media and everything else. Like This team seems to be solely focused on the task at hand. And I hate to sound like I'm spewing coach speak, but I, I really believe it's the truth. 
You know, this team isn't bothered by all the things that you and I talk about or that you hear on the podcast. They seemingly have an ability to block everything out and just play. You know, and I'm still very impressed with the way OU came out on Sunday as the visiting team and put up six runs in the first inning and left a statement that, hey, Cal, you haven't even been up to the plate yet, and this game is over. OU came out ready to go on that Sunday game and not make it interesting or dramatic or go to the if-necessary game. OU was ready to come out Sunday and effectively end the regional and say, yeah, let's march on to the Super Regionals with three easy wins. They were ready to go. Now's the time to play your best softball of the year, and I feel that's exactly what we're going to see this weekend. Look, Clemson's good. Very good, in fact. Cagle is one of the best pit, uh, players, I almost said pitchers, one of the best players in America, and one of the best players OU will have faced all year long. But does it really matter if OU's playing at its best? With all due respect to Clemson, and as Ricky Bobby said, if I say all due respect first, I can say whatever I want, does it really matter? Like If OU is truly trending towards its best softball, and I think the regional showed us that they might be, I don't think it really matters what Clemson does this weekend, or Valerie Cagle for that matter. Like Maybe they don't run rule both games. I'm not that overconfident about things. But if OU is on, forget about it. You know, With the home crowd advantage, what I think is a, an underrated aspect of this program, if OU's really about to have its best weekend of the year, I think that we're all probably going to be very happy on Sunday afternoon. Not Saturday afternoon. I think we're all going to be very happy on uh, on Saturday afternoon as opposed to Sunday, if that's the case. But, hey, it's it's uh, it's been a great week for OU stats. Always is. That's always a fun element of following this team. Uh, I've seen so many cool stats this week. I love what Gunny of Stutzman's Army tagged me in on Twitter from the general of Stutzman's Army. He had a quote that said, For the select few that are afraid of the so-called National Player of the Year finalist at Clemson, here's something to look at. Valerie Cagle has an ERA of 1.20. Below are the ERAs of the top pitchers we have faced this year and their ERA against OU. McKenna Reed, 0.95 ERA. She had a 70 ERA against OU. Whoa. Kat Sandercock, 1.15 ERA. She had a 3.50 ERA against OU. Uh, Maddie Pinto, 1.25 ERA this year and 8.75 against OU. Megan Faramo, 1.42 ERA, 23.40 ERA against OU. Like, Lexi Kilfoyle is on the list. Kelly Maxwell, both of Oklahoma State are on this list. You, you get the point, and it's a very fair point by General Stutzman's Army, is, you know, Valerie Cagle is, is good, and I don't think that he's saying otherwise. But OU's faced some other good pitchers here, and here's how they faced against OU. And, well, OU, for the most part, has lit everyone up. Maybe even maybe not against Kat Sandercock, but still, that's like uh, over two runs higher than what her normal ERA is this year. So when OU's faced good pitching, um, for the most part, they've still performed very well offensively. Again, and I, I don't think that uh, General here, don't want to speak for him, but I don't think he's uh, disrespecting Cagle. He's just saying, don't be scared. That's all. That's all, that's all I think the general is saying. Good stats there. One of my favorite from this week. Uh, no guest this episode. Shannon Sale was supposed to join us, but uh, she 
had to push back our interview, so I think we're going to talk to another national champion coming up next week, which should be a lot of fun. So since you have a couple days heads up, uh, you guys are great at this. DM me on Twitter if uh, you want any questions out there to Shannon Sale. Uh, She's going to be really good. She's uh, in the coaching world right now, so excited to uh, talk to her. So in the meantime, let's hear uh, some audio clips from this week. Just talked about Valerie Cagle. How about T.R.A. Jennings on what she expects from the uh, ACC Player of the Year? She moves the ball really well, um, throws hard, so I think um, it's going to be a really good matchup for us. Um, I think we've, throughout the season, we've also faced a lot of hard pitching and, you know, facing Jordy Ball every day, so that's something that helps us a lot too. But um, she's a competitor, Valerie Cagle, and um, I don't know her personally, but I've seen her. She's a competitor on and off the field, and um, that's something that uh, you got to respect, you know. So um, it's going to be a fun matchup, but I think just her and her game and just to see how our plans are going to be, so it's exciting. Yeah, not shocking that TRA and uh, the rest of this order got a lot of respect for Valerie Cagle. You should have a lot of respect for Valerie Cagle. Um, Even if you think TRA might hit a couple bombs and OU's going to have a great offensive day on Friday and Saturday, that's fine. But you still got to respect the ACC Player of the Year. She's really, really good, and it's not going to be easy. All right, here's JT Gasso on the Clemson Tigers. Uh, Real low ERAs as a staff. It's uh, not, you know, I know Cagle has a lot of their innings, but they have really good pieces uh, all the way around. So uh, it's going to take a whole team effort to uh, to really battle this out. And, um, you know, their offense is, is good. And I think they were hitting like over 300 and whatnot. So at this point in the stage, and Coach talked about it uh, with the team, is every game now, every opponent is tough. So you got to, you know, just come out and, and absolutely execute at a high level. And you know, the, all, a lot of that goes into our prep work. So, uh, you know, we'll be we'll be ready come time. But um, you know, we're going to work really hard in practice to be ready for uh, the game on Friday. Yeah, no shocker here. You and I may be picking OU to win in a uh, two-game sweep over Clemson, but there's a uh, there's a lot of respect for the Clemson Tigers from the OU side of things, which is not all that surprising. It's not surprising at all. I, they're a good team. I don't have to convince anyone of this. Clemson is a good softball team, and they can absolutely, well, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say that they can win the Super Regional, uh, but OU's going to have to show up and play well, okay? Um, it's just hard to pick against OU in a three-game series. Like, asking a team to beat OU twice in a three-game series, even though I think Clemson's really good, it's just, it's really, really difficult. But it is interesting. This is the first ever matchup between OU and Clemson, and in case you didn't know, like, Clemson just has a... Like, they haven't been around the block very long in the sports. Um, what, in the, the past five years is when they started having a softball program out there at Clemson, and they've done some really nice things early on in their program's history. And as T.R.A. Jennings points out, it's the first time these two teams have met, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they're a strong team, competitive. Um, I think it's kind of cool just because we've never played Clemson before and they're such a new program, so I think that's going to be really cool for us. Um, but, yeah, they're, they deserve to be here just like anybody else, so it's going to be a good matchup, um, fun energy, and they definitely get after it, so it's going to be really fun. Clutch numbers, or where they've always been, or even better. What, what goes into that moment? Clutch like that one? 
two out or, or runners in scoring position, whatever it is? I think completely nothing. Um, I know that I have complete trust in the person in front of me and the person behind me, so I just go up there and kind of, I just think, hit the ball hard somewhere, and then the, the rest is going to take care of itself. But just knowing that this whole lineup is stacked and even our bench is stacked, so just knowing that if I don't come through, somebody else is going to, so that just allows me to do what I do. Have you always had that approach, even in, like, travel ball or something? Um, travel ball, honestly, I just kind of went out there and just swung it no matter what. I mean, I didn't really think of a game plan or mindset and all that. I kind of just went out there and played six games a day and every day and just kind of went after it. So here's definitely a lot more um, um, game to it. You know, there's a lot more mindset. There's a lot more um, just how I am mentally and physically that goes along with it. So definitely changed since travel ball. And lastly, let's hear from Patty Gasso. There was a word of the day when she thinks about her team's performance last Sunday, which, by the way, I got to be there, first game of the year. Thank you to my pal Terry Price for hooking me up with those tickets. It was amazing. Um, Patty says Sunday was bold. Last weekend was bold. And you know what? After seeing him hit, what, four home runs in the first inning, six runs in the first inning, and the game was effectively over, uh, yeah, I think bold's a pretty good word. The word we talked about was bold, and I felt that they had a very bold presence, a very suffocating approach I, I I felt it if I was an opponent I would feel OU just almost unstoppable I felt every part of our game was on point which is a sign of a lot of confidence so practices have been good they've been working hard at practice they just look confident they look ready to play now I don't think I know that I speak for everyone when I say I love when Patty Gasso was saying those types of things. Like, we always think it's really good, but maybe she has a different impression of things because, you know, she's just not, and not that she's satisfied right now, but Patty, more than anyone, is never satisfied. She wants to keep pushing, keep, uh, you know, pushing for bigger things as well. But if she's coming out and saying that th this team is playing confident right now, and it looks pretty obvious, but a little bit different hearing it from the head coach. Like, things you like to hear, that right there from Patty Gasso. Um, it's all about playing your best softball. At this time of the year, we say it all the time, OU's been playing great softball for a while now, but it really looks like they're poised to play their best. Um, that Maybe they have the entire year, which is which is really, really fun to, uh, to think about for sure. So I love Patty. We say it all the time that, She's not really into coach speak. She'll tell you what she thinks uh, on the field, off the field, whatever. She just that type of person, which is really appreciated. And if she's saying that this team looks really confident and they're playing well, then, I mean, obviously I'm going to believe her. But it just confirms what I think is going to happen is that OU is going to play really well this weekend. And if OU plays really well this weekend, yeah, we'll be celebrating on Saturday afternoon. Uh, all right, Cavens Group, title sponsor of the podcast, five to a player, just like Tiari Jennings, just like Jada Coleman. You know that by now. Storm damage, uh, give Cavens a call, 405-573-3048. As always, I appreciate our out-of-state listeners. I appreciate our in-state listeners. But uh, the North Texas area, Arkansas, Kansas, uh, Cavens Group can help you out as well. Emergency repairs, they're on the call 24-7. So you don't need them necessarily until you need them. But when you do need them, remember the name, cavensgroup.com, 405-573-3048. Okay, let's do a series prediction so you can all make fun of me for how wrong I'm probably going to be with this OU Clemson Super Regional. Game one, I'm going to say it's Jordy Ball versus Valerie Cagle. There's real opportunity here for OU 
to land a big-time haymaker early in this series. If you can get to Cagle early, I think that's really going to rock Clemson's confidence and could be maybe be like the biggest moment of the series. I don't think Clemson has that potential just because it feels like they're going to rely on one arm this entire weekend. OU's going to rely on three, maybe even four arms this weekend. So if Clemson's able to rough up the Friday starter, well, they've got two other pitchers who are really, really good too that they can rely on. OU's got the opportunity to get to Clemson early and really rock their confidence, especially since it's going to be Valerie Cagle in the circle. But I do think Cagle's going to be good early on. OU's going to scratch a run across in the second inning, another in the fourth, and I think Jordy Ball is going to be solid all the way through. Um, I think it's close, you know, maybe like a 2-0 game heading into the fifth. But I think you're going to see OU get a couple of insurance runs with a big home run, maybe by T.R.A. Jennings, um, get a couple of insurance runs in the sixth. And before, you know, Clemson will get a run late. But I think OU wins game one, four to one. Uh, really close, fun softball game throughout. But OU just gets a few more big hits, especially from T.R.A. Jennings. OU wins game one, four to one, behind a uh, really solid pitching performance from Jordy Ball. All right, game two, I'm going to guess... Nicole May against Valerie Cagle, huh? What do you think about that? OU gets a couple of runs in the second inning. I'll say they get another one in the third, and then they just consistently score throughout the game. Nicole May gives you five good innings, only allows one run. Straco closes out the final two innings. Uh, OU wins 8-1, to one, and we're moving on to the WCWS. Again, I expect the details in this to be wrong, but that's okay because all that matters is that, in my prediction... OU is winning the Super Regional, and they're doing so within a 2-0 sweep. Um, but in my version, I mean, that's that's what I have in my version. Curious to hear what everyone else thinks. But I think uh, OU, uh, or at least I have OU rolling to the WCWS with the longest winning streak in college softball history. I don't think that you're going to see two run rules. I don't even think that you're going to see one run rule this weekend. I think Game 2 is a little bit easier for OU than maybe Game 1 is with the fresher Valerie Cagle in the circle, even with all the nerves that will come with uh, pitching in front of the OU crowd at Marita Hines Field. But give me OU to win 2-0 in this series. And I have Clemson scoring just two runs. That's because I think uh, what, what wins the day and what carries the things for OU is is what's got him here to this point, for the most part, is the pitching staff. I think the pitching staff is going to be excellent. I think that you see all three arms. I would love to see Kirsten Deal in one of these big spots, and maybe that happens in one of these games. But I think you see all three pitchers for OU. I think they all pitch at a very high level. It's the pitching that's carrying OU to a Women's College World Series berth. Uh, as for the other Super Regionals, give me Florida State over Georgia in two games. I know Florida State had some issues in the regional. I think they bounce back and play some good softball this weekend. Um, I like Oregon over Oklahoma State in three games. That's going to be that's going to be one of the more fun series of the weekend. Oregon's playing some good ball right now. Oklahoma State's got some confidence back, but I think Oregon may be the better softball team right now. Give me the Ducks in three games. Stanford over Duke, I think, is going to be highly entertaining. Give me uh, Stanford in three games out there uh, in the in the Duke Super Regional for that one, but that's going to be fun. Tennessee over Texas in two games. I, I just think that this is the the type the time of the year where the cream rises to the crop, and I, I see that with Florida State over Georgia, and I see that with Tennessee over Texas. Texas is still a good softball team, that's for sure, but I think Tennessee wins in two games out there in Knoxville. 
popular upset pick, Northwestern over Bama in three games. You know, Northwestern made it to the Women's College World Series last year. Uh, Bama really had to push it in the regional. I think Northwestern with the – I think Northwestern is better in the circle right now. We'll, we'll see if Montana Fouts is able to pitch or not. But give me Northwestern uh, to go in there and win that Tuscaloosa Super Regional in three games. I like Washington over Louisiana in three games, but like the regional, I think the Huskies are really going to get pushed by the Raging Cajuns. And then uh, give me Utah over San Diego State in three games. DJ Gasso making an appearance in OKC as the head coach of uh, the Utah Utes, which would be pretty fun. But all in all, I think it's going to be a highly entertaining weekend. I have just one Big 12 team advancing to OKC. I want to know who your big upset is. Let me know on Twitter, at Tyler underscore McComas. You know, get, get, get the predictions down. Let's be held accountable for the softball that you're going to watch this weekend. Would love to know what your big upset is going to be. I'm going to guess that Northwestern over Alabama selection is uh, is going to be pretty popular. But all right, we'll talk to you later on this weekend. Hopefully, we're talking about another trip to Oklahoma City in a Women's College World Series berth. But we'll see. Clemson is no pushover opponent. Again, I'm not expecting two-run roll victories. But if that does happen, I guess Sunday or Saturday night's episode is going to be, well, I was wrong, pleasantly wrong. Oh, you had uh, two run rule weekends. But Valerie Cagle, solid in the circle. We all know that. Clemson's going to put up uh, one heck of a fight, I think, this weekend. All right, we'll talk to you later this weekend. It is the Diamond Envy Podcast. Continue to leave us five stars. Continue to leave us uh, positive comments there as well. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Oh, yeah.